Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. I hope everyone is having a fabulous day out there in listening and watching Viewing Land. We are having a great time uh, in our lives in this household, so I hope you guys are too. So sweet pleasure seekers, tonight we're talking about body image, and it's something that we haven't talked about in quite a few number of years, actually. I know I had a guest on years ago, it was Juno Guter, and we spoke about... Uh, the, uh, the way that we perceive our bodies, but we didn't talk about it in the same way uh, as we are tonight as how body image changes your sex drive, how it does that, why it does that, what we can do about that. So body image is a little bit different than, than, um, than confidence. It's a little bit different than self-esteem. It's how we view our bodies and how we view our bodies, how that has an impact on our self-esteem, how that has an impact on our confidence, how that well, how those things can impact the desire that you have and the drive that you have. So you can imagine that if you don't say, for example, let's take it out of the context of sex for a minute. That if you don't feel, uh, say in, in your career, and you don't feel like you are um, maybe top of your game, maybe you feel like there's things you could improve on, you won't necessarily feel like performing at your job to the best of your abilities if you don't have maybe the knowledge, background, skills, or experience, and you say you get hired for something that's out of your zone, then you may not feel confident in your job until you develop those skills or until you develop some confidence and self-esteem so that you feel like you can do whatever that happens to be. So this this idea of uh, self-confidence that comes from how we view our bodies, uh, how body image changes our sex drive, is the conversation we're going to be having tonight. So for those of you who are brand new to the Pleasure Zone, you are in for a treat because this show always brings about information that has to do with body, sex, intimacy, pleasure, arousal, desire, all those great words. And we often look at things from a historical context, from sometimes a psychological, often a psychological, tonight is psychological, and also uh, the context of, of um, sociological and spiritual. So we have a lot of different ways of looking at things on this show. I often have guests that come on also who are experts. So if you are listening for the first time, you're like, hey, that sounds interesting. How many shows are there? Well, there's over 400 shows that you can go and listen to, or 450, I believe now, that you can go listen to as this show has been on for nine years, over nine years. And there is a lot of um, a lot of different topics that I've talked about. So we go live every Monday. 
at 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you are listening on another time and another day and you want to listen in live someday, come on over to Inspired Choices Network. You can come right in the chat room and ask me questions. You can also send me questions through email. I love getting emails. In fact, next week's episode is going to be uh, based on a listener's uh, request. So how fun is that? So we will talk about what that show will be later on. So what is body image? And, and for some of you who are listening up there, this may not always translate uh, linguistically to other languages, body image. Maybe this is a Western concept. I don't know. But body image has to do with how we imagine or see our bodies. So if you see your body in some way, but somebody else sees your body in another way, which I know is happens, um, then your body image might be slightly askew. Like it might not be in tandem with reality. So I remember having some pretty, some pretty skewed body image for a very long time. And I was watching a show with my husband one night. I'd been asking this question of myself, like, what does a sexy body look like to me? And I didn't really have a really idea what a sexy body would look like and what my body would like to look like if it were, if it was sexy, what would it look like? And then I was watching a show with my husband and poof, I think it was, I think it was called Nymphomaniac. Uh, it was like a French the French uh, show on Netflix uh, years ago, like 10 years ago, probably somewhere out there in viewing land somewhere. And while we were watching it, my body went boom. Like there was just like flashlight that went off in my brain. And it was that body, it's that body that I find very sexy. Like that's the body. And I said to my husband, wow, she's hot. Like that's the body that I want. Like she's got... And he turned and laughed at me. He's like, you actually that, like, are you kidding me? Like, that is your body. So you can understand how I didn't even see myself for reality. So it can be helpful sometimes to play that little game with yourself. Like, what is sexy to me? And then see what it is. And it's actually kind of fun to gain other people's perspectives because the truth is you probably are closer to that in a lot of ways than you even know. Um, there is there there is um, kind of a saying or a thought that we often are attracted to bodies that are more like our own body. So, you know, we don't always, not always, but there there's this tendency um, and people talk about it more in the queer community, like, hey, you know, you're gonna be like hot for somebody who looks kind of like you. I have to say for me, I, I am kind of like hot for, my body type so that's cool but I also I like lots of body types so that was a really eye-opening experience for me to go wow I didn't even see myself like that for one how is it that I missed all that like where have I been how have I been so disconnected to myself and how I feel and I realized that I had at the time I had very very low uh, self-esteem, low confidence in myself. I had gotten out of uh, a very abusive relationship. And um, my husband was very incredibly patient with just watching me kind of go through my own thing and just 
going, really? Like, you think that's true about you? Uh, so he was very patient with that and able to, in his own way, facilitate me to see myself and be present with myself and have more confidence in me. Just actually sometimes his silence or his uh, questions that can be really simple, like really, that it can be that simple. So if you have low body image, if you can't like feel connected to your body and you're not liking your body, what are the chances that you even want to take your clothes off in the presence of another human being? Do you even like taking your clothes off in front of yourself, in front of a mirror and seeing yourself? So if you have an issue with that, then we already know there's body image stuff going on. If you can look at parts of yourself in the mirror, but not other parts, then we know exactly what to target and to see what is it about that that you have issue with? Like, where have you decided that that is a very unattractive part of you? And sometimes it takes a while. I have I have what um, I would call a, a roundish belly. We'll call it roundish. And sometimes, depending on what I eat, it may become more roundish. And there are days where I'm very, like, boldly confident about it and then there are days where I'm very not confident about it and I can see I actually observe myself a lot <laughs> so I can see that when I'm having a low confidence usually belly related sometimes wow if I just had bigger boobs than everything like sometimes there's that going on so when the confidence is down I can see how it reflects in my mood how it reflects my, and it's actually my body image, how it affects my confidence, how it affects my well, self-esteem, how it affects the way I am around others, whether, you know, insecurities come out or different things will show up that show me that show me that, hey, something's off today and you're not really connected to yourself and you're not having gratitude for your body. And then usually I can kick myself out of that. When I notice it, I can usually kick myself out of that within a few minutes by by actually starting with gratitude. And then I and then I think of things like, okay, so you know what? Gratitude for my belly, because my belly, if I didn't have it, what if you know, if there was tumors, if I had to have like surgeries, if I had all kinds of things that could be going wrong, my belly is healthy. So so what's um there's no issue. So gratitude for having a belly, gratitude that I have a belly. I'm really grateful that I have intestines that do their job. And then I also remember that I, I had a friend who was like 90 pounds soaking wet. And she even had a little belly because we have intestines in our body. Not everybody can have the flat abs. And yes, I'm sure I'm going to get notes from people going, well, if you just did this and if you just worked out your, your abs and if you just... I don't want to work out my abs. So I don't, that's not my thing. I don't actually want a flat belly. So, and sometimes it has to do with posture. I may be having a, po a posture that day that throws everything off. And uh, Ziva and I, if you haven't watched the show, Ziva was on in June doing a few shows with me. So Ziva's my child. And we were doing something the other day. We were creating a, we were creating 
a uh, a pattern, a dress pattern. So there's this like message for any of you out there who are into weird, wacky things around new and interesting sewing techniques and uh, cosplay, making your own costumes. And one of the things that you can do to make your own pattern is to wrap yourself in cellophane. I did this with my clothes on. You wrap yourself in cellophane and then you put duct tape on top of the cellophane and then you cut it and then you cut it into different parts and then you can make your patterns out of it. Super fun, quite funny. And as, as we're taping, I was joking, not joking. I said, but what if I get like, you know, what if I'm wearing this costume and I get bloated? I don't want to like bust out the seams of this costume. So I stood there and I like pushed my belly out as far as I could. And Ziva in all their sweetness was like, oh, look at your tummy. Cheese babies. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, when I can, I figured it's better to go big than to actually have it just not fit me right. So we had a good stinking laugh at how far I, if I want to push out my belly, I can make myself look nine months pregnant. And if I, if I want to like look like I'm not pregnant, I can hold that in and I can have, so I actually have pretty good stomach muscles. They're just not toned, but I can hold it in to where I don't even look like, um, where like I have a flat tummy, but it's not really relevant um, in that case. But so why I'm saying that is our bodies can change dynamically with things like posture and also breathing techniques and just being able to strengthen some of those core muscles. And actually your core muscles can strengthen when you do pel um, when you engage your PVC, like your pubic, sorry, your P, pubic coccygeal, your pubic coccygeal muscle, not remembering the letters for that, your pubic coccygeal, if you engage that, that's like when you do uh, different things like um, different breathing techniques that will just help your help you lift and hold in uh for the life of me can't remember the name of it right now but it doesn't really matter but you can engage your your pubic oxygen muscle by tightening it's like when you go to sit on the toilet and you tighten to stop the pee and then you release and then you tighten and release so that can also strengthen if you really go hard on it you can actually start working your abs on that too that's a total side note so how do we work with our body image so one of the things that i would start with asking is are you okay with being naked in front of yourself? If not, we need to back up and start to get to the place where you are actually confident being naked in front of yourself. Because you don't necessarily have to be naked to have libido, but if you're gonna take your libido one step to the, you know, if you're gonna be able to have arousal and you're gonna be able to have desire and you're gonna be able to have pleasure, sometimes nudity is helpful. It's not required because there's lots of things you can do that are highly sexual with your clothes on. And you can actually be fully aroused and actually have orgasms clothes on. You can do it. So uh, in certain circumstances, though, I think part of it is to be confident enough in your body that if it were to lead to nudity, that you're okay with that. And so ways to be able to develop some self-esteem around your body is important. And first thing to check in with yourself is, Am I okay with being naked in front of a mirror? So go check that out. You have two minutes. We're going to go on break. Unless you're driving, wait till you get home. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time? 
for a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about body image and how it affects your sex drive, your libido. And there is actually research out there on this, uh, research in different ways, as in, you know, there are clinical psychologists who have written about um, their different experiences with people. And uh, there probably are actual research that there's probably actual research that has been done. I didn't go and seek that out today. Uh, I just know for a fact that that body image can affect your libido. So let's just think about this. If you don't feel attractive in any way, like if your body doesn't feel attractive, if you feel like then all of a sudden your body isn't attractive and then you think about all the other things because usually that negative self-talk becomes a tumbleweed that throws you into other things. Well, I'm not good enough. Well, that means I'm not lovable. Well, then I'm not lovable. Well, then I'm stupid. Well, if I'm stupid, then I'm useless. If I'm useless, then that means that I'm a waste of skin. If I'm a waste of skin, who even wants to have sex with me? Why bother? Who's going to even take the time to bother to, to get me aroused? It doesn't even matter. I'm not even valuable. You can see how like one thing could just go on this. Yes, I may have been a bit exaggerating, but I actually don't think I am because I've had my brain do that before. And I've been in uh, I've been in relationship prior the last relationship, not the one with my husband, um, was one where uh, there was intentional breaking down of self-esteem like breaking my self-esteem down in order to uh, have them feel like they're valuable and that, you know, well, if I'm, if I'm super shitty, who would want to be with me? 
so, you know, gaslighting, narcissism, all that great stuff. And so if you happen to be with somebody who's busting your self-esteem, your number one thing is get the heck out. And I know that sounds easier than it is. And I have done several shows on this. If you want to go back, you can look for a show that my mom and I did uh, together. I think it was something called something to the effect of how to get away from the evil jerk or something like that. Anyway, her, my mom's name is Danella Hessler. So if you go on to Inspired Choices Network and you seek that show out, um, there are several shows I did with my mom, but you'll find those episodes. So in um, just thinking about this, there, you know, if you're, if you feel unattractive, doesn't, and I want to be really clear with this, no matter how you identify with your gender. So there's a lot of quotes you're going to find on the internet that are going to give you information about body image and libido and a lot of them, and it could be my algorithms, but a lot of them are geared towards if you're a woman and you feel this way. I want to say that if you are a living being with a body and you feel this way, no matter how you gender identify, how you sexually identify, um, and how, you know, whatever, whatever your identity is, if you're, if you have low body image, it often affects your self-esteem and your confidence. When your self-esteem and your confidence are low, then that also is like low happy hormones. If you have low happy hormones, then trying to engage with people can be really tricky because you're you're not get you're not getting any of the the serotonin, the dopamine, the ox, oxytocin, and the endorphins. You're just you're not getting them. Did I say all those dose? The dose, the dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. I think I did say them all. <laughs> so um, if if you're not feeling that, if your body's not picking up on that. You also, um, it could be self-esteem, could be body image, could be that your body is so chronically stressed or, you know, it could be chronic PTSD. It could be so chronically stressed or stuck in something that your thought patterns are stuck, your body gets stuck. So when you're, when you're in a parasympathetic overdrive, and your body is in freeze mode, it's gonna have things not function very well, like your digestive system, your um, heart rate, your circulation, all these things start to slow down, slow down. And some of the things that come up often emotionally are things like depression. So, and dissociation, there's a few things. So if you feel dissociated, if you're dissociated, you're not connected to your body and often not to other things. It's when you like blank out and you could blank out for hours. So dissociation is where you really don't, you're not associating with yourself, your body or your surroundings. So if you're dissociating because you don't like your body and you decide that you're just going to zoop out of there for whatever reason that is, if you, you know, don't like your body because you've been told your whole life, you're this, you're that, you're too skinny, you're too fat. I had a lot of uh, time in my life where I had somebody tell me I was too skinny. I didn't even really know this person, even though she was an aunt of mine. Um, and every time I saw her, the only thing in my life this woman ever said to me in my whole life was, hi, Melitza, you're so skinny. Ironically, she ended up being very, very skinny in the end of her life. But, you know, to each their own and to each their own issues. So that happens. Um, 
so when your you when your body image is very low, you also want to look at what information are you being fed from what sources? Are your sources reliable? Like if you're being told news on a daily basis that doesn't make any sense to you, let, let's say you're listening to some news sources and everything seems really jumbly and full of crap, you might wonder, are my news sources any good? And you might decide to go find a new news source. And if you're thinking that, you know, the information that you're getting from people, if you start to buy it is real and true, but it's actually like a bad news source, you're going to start to think, well, this is, oh, this must be true because I'm hearing it, hearing it from all of these different places. These are not the, these are not the, the people that are going to actually work for you in order to build your self-esteem back. Having people, some people are motivated by being insulted, but very few people are. People will be more motivated by positive feedback and by realistic feedback and also by encouragement. And if they ask for it, also by advice. And so people are often not even asking for these things like that aunt I had. I was never asking for her evaluation of my body, but it's the only thing she could ever say to me. So if you have people in your life who just happen to be like that, and all they ever do is mention uh, the size of your body, and the people do this to kids all the time. I see it all the time. It's like, oh, you're so tall. Oh, you're so skinny. Oh, look how chubby your cheeks are. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, wow, can we stop like being so... Uh, focused on having to, it's like somehow brains decide that they have to evaluate somebody's body shape and size in order to understand them. I'm not sure why we do it. It's a really weird thing. Um, I don't know. Do people walk up to, I don't, I don't know. Do cats walk up to each other and when they're purring and go, burr, 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 and then what that interprets to is, wow, look how chubby you are. Or look how tiny you are. I don't think other animals do this, but humans definitely do. So if we can eliminate some of that chatter, wherever it's coming from, chances are a lot of that chatter is coming from people that you know or that you've heard say things. And they might not have even been directed at you. They could have been directed at somebody else. You know, they could be directed at your friend, Wilhelmina. And Wilhelmina has a body type just like yours. But everybody's talking about Wilhelmina and going, wow, look at Wilhelmina's stomach and blah, blah, blah. Wilhelmina's got a big butt. Whoa. But you're like, whoa. I think my body's just like Wilhelmina. What the heck? And then you start to take that on as yours because, you know, you're hearing things and you're identifying with the person and that person's being um, insulted, basically. You know, then you're going to take that as real for you too. Isn't it wild? Our brains are amazing. So if we can get a new news source, that would be really helpful so that you can build self-esteem, so that you don't have to avoid um, sex. And, and sometimes people will avoid sex and just say, well, I'm not really into that anyway. But if you are a sexual being, and people, there are lots of people who aren't, there are people who are demisexual, who require a lot of uh, connection and different things in order to be aroused. And then there are also people who are asexual and have little to no arousal whatsoever that doesn't have to do with their self-esteem. They could actually have very high self-esteem, really love themselves, really enjoy their bodies, and also have no desire to share that with anybody else. The, the one that we're looking at is if you are 
somebody who is interested in sex, but is denying yourself that because you feel like you're not attractive enough, then we have an issue. So I wanted to be clear on where, where there's actually an issue and where sometimes it's an identity where maybe you're just asexual and there's nothing wrong with you. If you have good self-esteem, you're loving yourself, you're loving the people around you or not, like you're very knowing who you're hanging out with, knowing the feedback you're getting, uh, you're confident in the world, your body's healthy, all of that, you're good to go. If if you are going, well, I really want to be loved, I really want to have a body that makes me happy, I really want to be able to, to uh, enjoy sex, then there are things to definitely work on. And like I initially said, was like checking out your own body to see what you find, like checking out your body, seeing if there's, you know, whatever you're going, going to complain about, and then find out if that's actually true in yourself. You can ask, ask yourself, like, is that my opinion? Did I get that opinion from somebody else? Is that opinion like a universal opinion? Is it even true? I love the work of Byron Katie, and she does these four questions, four main questions, which are, is it true? How do I know for certain it's true? Without that thought, who would I be? How would I feel? And then you turn it around. So let's take uh, an example, a really quick example before this next commercial break. Um, my boobs are too small. So that's a belief system. Is it true? Well, I'm going to go with, yeah, no, definitely my boobs are too small. How do I know for certain it's true? So now I've got to measure that up against something. Well, okay, the human average right now in North America is be specific to make sure that you prove yourself to be wrong. The human average in North America is a D cup on uh, people who identify as female. So, um, okay. So if that's true and I'm not a D cup, then obviously, yeah, it's true. Yeah. How do I know for certain it's true? I just measured that up against the, you know, the stats. And then without that thought, who would I be and how would I feel? If I didn't think my boobs are too small, how would I feel? Who would I be and how would I feel? Who would I be? Well, I'd be a pretty dynamically happy person. How would I feel? I'd feel super confident, excited, and I'd walk around with my head held high and then turn it around my so turn it around is like the 180 degree opposite of what you're thinking my boobs are too small is it could be the 180 degree turnaround is my boobs are perfectly sexy I love them the way they are mm, so is that true no so you can sometimes turn something around 180 degrees and it doesn't quite sit right then you might want to step it back a notch because sometimes affirmations and flipping that 180 degrees doesn't quite work yet. So then it could be, I choose to see the beauty in my breasts. Yes, that one is true. And I can choose that right now. So I choose to see the beauty in my breasts. So I'd like you guys to play with that. If you have something that's going on, try those four questions. Um, I hope, you know, if Byron Katie, if you're watching and I mangled those on you, or the way to interpret them, feel free to let me know because you did facilitate me once well over 20 years ago. I do remember being in a large room being facilitated by you. It was awesome. All right, we are going to our next commercial. 
if uh, you do have any questions, come over to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com, jump on into the chat room and send me a question. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight we're talking about how our body image affects libido. So libido is a like more of a technical term of like how arousal occurs and like how you feel turned on and the hormones involved and the responses that the body has. But there's also components to libido that are um, getting to that arousal. So you're being able to have your brain send the, you know, in your endocrine system, send all the right signals to the right places so that you feel calm enough that you can be turned on and safe enough that you can be turned on. Those are huge factors, especially um, with, you know, different sexual arousal um, things, you, you need to actually feel safe. For the most part, that's what a lot of us are looking for is safe. Even if you're doing things like BDSM, you still need to know that you're safe. So we've got the 
the, the three that we talk about a lot on here, which are pleasure, desire, and arousal. And arousal leads to um, orgasm. Arousal leads to climax, leads to, oh, arousal leads to orgasm, leads to climax. There we go. So when your body, when we have like an interruption in that, it's like a, a signal that's not going quite correctly into, it's like if you're watching a TV show and it starts glitching or you're, um, you're trying to get the download, you know, I get this a lot when I'm watching shows because our internet's not the best where I live. And, um, you know, sometimes you're, you're going through and then it has to compress all the information and you're waiting and you're waiting. So your body will do that too. And it'll slow things down. So you, you might've started off going, Oh, I'm, I'm like 1% aroused today. How fascinating. And then maybe it's creeping up a little. And for you, that might be a lot of arousal. And you're like, oh, okay. So I feel a little pleasure in my body. Awesome. Cool. And then their desire might kick in. You're like, oh, you might approach your partner and feel the desire. Now, if they come back to you and say something, and I'll use a thing that was actually said to me in my lifetime, believe it or not. This is the weirdest, funniest thing I've ever told. You're not Asian. Now, I know that might surprise some of you who are listening and watching me that I'm not Asian, but I'm actually not Asian. Uh, I know, surprising. But that was a really strange comment that threw me right off because the person at the time had like an Asian fetish. And since I was not Asian, this did not work for them. And they needed to imagine me as Asian in order to have sex with me or something. It was very confusing, but I'm so glad that that person's not in my life anymore. So. When you're told you're not Asian and you're not this and you're, you don't have a tiny Asian body because you're a five foot 11 European, <laughs> that your body doesn't actually work for them, but they're trying to own you and it's ugly and it gets weird, then you may not have the greatest confidence going in and your body image just might have gone shot out the roof because you don't even know what just happened. And now you're confused and wondering why, why am I not Asian? How did that happen? And then you realize why you're not fully Asian, but you may have traces of Asian in your blood, but you're not really sure that you're not 100% Asian. So that doesn't work. And now you're thinking that you're nuts. So that real life scenario there did happen and it actually threw me for a loop for a while. I thought there's gotta be something wrong with me. Um, this person has me convinced and I'm not like an unintelligent person. And at the time I was just like, like really healing from some trauma, just trying to feel a little bit better about myself. And they knew because they could see the glowing lights on my forehead that I was um, I was an ideal specimen for their experiment to see if you know they could take advantage and all that stuff. And it worked. They were it worked for them because they knew exactly what to say and how to manipulate. So that situation was quite messy. And um, my self-esteem got worse and worse and worse. And my body image was so bad that I couldn't even see my reality. So by the time I met my husband, I was so confused as to even why he thought I was attractive. I was so confused. And 
he would just laugh at me. He's like, you're so out of my league, but thanks. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about because I'm apparently nobody's league because I'm not Asian. So, so, uh, but I was, I was actually not only in somebody's league, but in a league that they were willing to uh, stick it out for the last 10 years. So if you are with um, somebody who's got you convinced that you're the least attractive person in the universe, then perhaps um, perhaps get away from that. And if you happen to be with somebody who uh, totally adores you, then listen to them and hear what they have to say about you because they're telling you something about you that they absolutely adore. And often they're just trying to find ways to engage with you more and more, even if it seems odd. What they're doing may seem strange, but anyway. So when we when we have like super low self-esteem and going through those kinds of things, it may take a while to be able to build yourself back up, having a really good support system, whether that's friends, family, lover, lovers, whatever it happens to be, that give you a different mirror to see yourself from. If your old mirror was stinky, cracked and, and like, foggy all the time you can't really see the true self that you are and if the people you're surrounded with keep reflecting stuff to you that's not accurate like a broken you know steamy sticky messy mirror then you're not going to see clearly who you are so who are your mirrors that give you clarity of who you are not the shit you hear in the your head about i'm not good enough i'm not cute enough why am i not love find your mirrors that reflect to you that you are loved you are lovable and as my grade three teacher would say I am lovable and capable she didn't just say it she had all of us say it she was amazing I am lovable and capable <laughs> and that was 40 years ago and that affirmation has stayed with me for life so if you're not feeling lovable lovable bubuda lovable if you're not feeling lovable one of the ways to start that is to start with something really simple is i choose to see i choose to, i choose to see is one thing actually you could just start with that because sometimes you're not actually seeing and i choose to love and then you might want to add on, I choose to love myself, but I might start with I choose I choose to see because if you're not seeing clearly, ah, I choose to see, I choose to see with clarity, I choose to see my body with clarity, I choose to see my body with clarity and love. And I have clarity and love for my body. I am clarity, I am love for my body. You can see how affirmations can switch and develop over time as you play with them they can evolve and if you're not at the place of I love my body I choose to love my body I choose to find beauty in my body I choose to find what is lovable about my body you can go with those for a bit until you find that and feel it experience it so why I'm giving you that is because as you start to change your body image and how you actually see yourself, however you're showing up in all your glory and all of your, whether you're too skinny or you're too fat, because we're always thinking we're one or the other 99% of the time. 
too short and I'm too tall and my hair is too fuzzy and my teeth are too this and my eyes are too that and blah, blah, blah. Can't tell you how much I had those thoughts when I was a teenager. My eyes are too big. My lips are too big. And then guess what? Now in the 2000s, people are going out and getting surgery to make their eyes look big like mine and their lips look big like mine. Man, I was just so ahead of the game. <laughs> so, so for and just waiting the five or 10 years and my whole body shape is going to be the sexiest thing on the planet. So I'm just waiting for that because it's coming. So if you're if you are having any issues with your own body, remember, start with, am I even willing to be naked in front of myself? And if you aren't, start with taking off one thing. Take your socks off if you're wearing socks. Can you look at your feet and are they okay? If you can't even look at them, then let's try another. Let's go to the opposite end and look at your face and look in the mirror and look at your face. And is there anything on your face that you admire? Maybe you got one little beauty mark somewhere and you're like, that's kind of cute beauty mark. Start with that. Emphasize the love of your beauty mark, because the more you emphasize the love of even one part, that love grows. Just like if you emphasize that part that you can't stand, it grows and tumbleweeds into the crazy thinking that I gave an example of earlier. Oh, I'm not cute, which means that I'm not this and I'm not smart and then I'm a piece of shit. And why am I alive? Blah, blah, blah. That's that crazy tumbleweed. You can tumbleweed in the other direction of, look at my cute mole. Oh, wait a minute. That's kind of cute. Oh, wait a minute. Look at my eyebrow. It's kind of interesting. Look at my cute hair. It's so wild. Look at my this. Look at my long neck. I kind of like it. You know, you might find that you start to like things about yourself that you hadn't noticed before because you were so focused on something, one spot or one thing that you just didn't like and all you could hear. And everything in your life will reinforce it. When you don't like something, I can almost guarantee you that you will find reinforcements for that everywhere. You'll find it in the media. You'll find it everywhere you're walking. You'll hear it in every conversation. You will surround yourself with it to prove yourself right. So if you want to prove yourself right on anything is start to reinforce the things that you actually like. Then you'll also hear those everywhere and people will go, oh, beauty marks are so beautiful. Aren't they the best? Aren't they the cutest? And you're like, oh, well, so I'm not the ugly duckling. And then you'll get other things like, you know, people will like bragging about their small boobs. And you're like, hey, I've got small boobs. I'm in the small booby club. What? This is cool. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, the world starts to open up to you and you don't feel so alone and you don't feel so maybe freakish or unattractive or anything like that. And your tumbleweed of joy will start to grow. So changing your thinking will also change what you're attracting into your sphere in order to reinforce for you that you are lovable. And whatever's going on with you that's got you having a strange body image, the fact of the matter is you've probably been surrounded by mirrors that are cracked, that are foggy, that are not interpreting you correctly. So you are not getting the image coming back at you that is accurate. Whew. We're going to head to our next and last commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, 
you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about body image and how that affects your libido. Libido, but your libido, that word, the libido, you know, it's the one that we all have that we don't want to say or talk about. It's the libido. So if you have a libido, which most people have a libido, it doesn't mean that they necessarily use it for somebody. Uh, even if you're asexual, you have a level of libido, but it doesn't mean you're going to act out on that. Uh, act out on it as in like have take sexual action with it. You might use your libido for other things like creativity, singing, dancing, playing, whatever. So I'm talking about today how when you feel unattractive, what happens is that it puts a bit of a stop in the cycle of, of uh, arousal, right? So if you're feeling unattractive, you're not going to have the pleasure in your body that will have you build desire, that will have you then have arousal. So there is something that will, it's just like, it just cuts those signals right off. So another thing that uh, bodies can have an experience with too if you have if you're really dissatisfied with your body is that you might not even notice that your body is giving you cues for arousal you might be so dissociated from your body that you don't even notice what's going on you might not even notice like the tweaky tingling sensations going on you might not even realize that things are arousal arousing to you because you're not present enough to notice that so when you're dissociated it's like you're half here you're half somewhere else or not even you might be three percent here and 97 percent somewhere else because you're not able to be um you're not able to be present because you're not in this case having body image that helps you feel safe in your body so it's easier to zip out zippy skippy out of the body i know this one well i lived with it for a very long time and my body was uh, an absolute demonstration of what being disconnected from your body leads to. It was leading me to health issues. I was walking into things like walls. I even walked into this gigantic three by three cube, three by three by three cube planter on a street that should have been evident, but I was so out to lunch that I didn't even notice it. That was in my 20s. And so you can be so out of it, flighty, that you don't even realize what's going on uh, around you and that you, you can actually damage yourself when you're that dissociated. And you can miss out on a lot of things, too. You can miss out on conversations. You, you think you're not included, but you've actually zipped out into outer space. So nobody even knows that you didn't realize you were included 
oh, it's a confusion. So when you're feeling dissatisfied, you don't necessarily notice any cues that will help you with arousal. So things can distract you too. You might, you know, you might be thinking, oh, I'm slightly turned on. Oh, there's laundry to do. So then that becomes more important. Oh, there's, oh, there's this to do. Oh, the stressors. So you can't have yourself be totally present and okay with your body because it's so much easier to be distracted and not be present in your body. And a lot of this is also research again done uh, or information that my algorithms are showing me about women, but I know this is also true for all bodies. All bodies require pleasure, desire, and arousal. And if one of those is cut, then you are gonna have the other things not necessarily go in place. Although, you know, for, for some bodies with penises, they can have arousal with well actually all bodies can have arousal with no desire and no pleasure uh just sometimes there's pressure and stimulation but there's actually no desire or no pleasure so we do need the desire piece in order for it to be both legal and um, enjoyable so that's important and if you're completely distracted and you're not really choosing it but your body's still turned on you're going to miss those cues as well. The cue of, yes, my body's turned on. However, I am not interested in you or having sex with you. So now all of a sudden your body's in a position that is messy. It's a messy, messy place. So that's a conversation for a whole other day because that's a big, big conversation. And we have talked about that a lot uh, on the trauma shows that I've done on here about how bodies can end up showing signs of arousal even when there's no desire for sex at all and um, that is yeah that's not a good thing so what we want to do is decrease the negative self-talk so if you start to notice that you are you know ripping on your body and you know you know this is the and this is the and oh my this and oh my that take a minute and stop and sometimes i think of it this way if that body part was a child, would I talk to it that way? If my breasts were like a little child, would I like constantly say to them, you're not good enough, you're not big enough, you're not this enough, you're not that enough? No, that's like abusive. So a lot of our negative self-talk, negative self-talk in general is abusive, self-abuse, but probably abuse from others from before. And we're just hearing that and thinking it's true and real in ours, but it's not. Well, there's all that. Let's build our self-esteem. Just start with a few things. Have some gratitude for your body and move forward. We're going to have a great show next week all about belly buttons and belly button pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.